This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Yeah, I agree. And we'll, we can have that conversation more later in the week once we kind of see where this is going as far as what the Giants should do. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I'm leaning more that way. And I just want to throw this caveat out there, Paul, because we are going to get tweets on this, and I've seen them already. Look what the Giants did in 07. Remember, the Giants did the same thing in 16, eliminated Washington. It didn't Not do them the any same. good. Did, but, but I'm saying that they did it that second time. It wasn't like they won the wild card and made a run when they did that versus Washington. It works both ways. And, oh, by the way, they did get Sean O'Hara and Sam Madison hurt in 07 and were very lucky that they were able to survive those injuries. And, oh, by the way, that was a way deeper team than this team, which we've clearly seen when guys have been banged up how different they are. So I will just leave that at that, and we will tackle that later in the week. There are two. Okay. I have two tweets come in, Paul, that both want us to discuss. How about this? We get a little fan reaction here. Okay. So, to discuss two plays and get our thoughts on I'll start with the positive. I'll start with the one more, uh, and then we'll end with the one more controversial. The positive. We now have the signature tape highlight of Dexter Lawrence's career. I think that people in real time didn't realize when he tackled both an offensive lineman and the quarterback and got that sack, it was Quinton Nelson that Dexter Lawrence did that to. Now, you had talked about in the preview pod, he's not having the greatest year, Quinton Nelson, but that moment for Dexter Lawrence to just flat out knock over and sack both Nelson and was it still Foles at that time? I'm losing trade. It might have been Ellinger, but whoever it was at the time to tackle both of those guys on one play, Paul, it's been an all world Pro Bowl, seven and a half sack year for Dexter Lawrence. That was some highlight. You know, I, I got to be honest with you. Uh, when he first drove the lineman back into the quarterback, I said to myself, that's kind of like something that Lawrence Taylor used to do off the edge as yeah. a linebacker. You don't usually see your nose tackle making that kind of athletic play. Now, we know it's a bull rush, so he's got the strength and the size to do it, but the athleticism to be able not only to win the bull rush, but then to have the speed to knock him so quickly back into the quarterback that the passer has no chance. That was the part of the play that was really impressive to me. Not just the strength, right. but the speed and quickness under which the sack took place. Then really? what I realized when they got up, oh my God, that's Quentin Nelson. How unbelievable. <laughs> he treated him like a rag doll. It's Quentin Nelson. 
Yeah. I mean, that, that was incredible. So she now looked Paul, like the tackling dummies that they have at practice. <laughs> exactly. What a moment. Now, the controversial one will, of course, be the Kayvon Thibodeau play, Paul. That's one where Indianapolis and Ryan Kelly after the game will upset. I'm still getting Colt fans in my timeline all upset. So, first of all, the play, Kayvon Thibodeau, again, just continues to be a man possessed since shaking that knee brace off the edge. He absolutely plows into falls. couple things to note here before we get to the celebration part that everybody's upset. First of all, clean hit. What becomes awkward and why Foles gets hurt is the way he falls hard on the football and ground underneath him where it kind of pokes up and punctures his ribs a bit. That, you know, that's not on Kayvon Thibodeau. That's actually, he didn't lead with the helmet. He didn't go low to the ankles. He didn't go to the head. He hit him in the midsection. It was an awkward fall to the ground by Foles. So great play by Thibodeau. Very clean play by Thibodeau. Yes. Unfortunately, what everybody's going to focus on is that Thibodeau goes down and starts doing the snow angels. Now, I've watched, I've rewatched a million times. He hits the ground right away. He doesn't know that Nick Foles is hurt. Nick Foles is laying on the ground through a sack like every quarterback does. All of these guys do sack celebrations. It was a funny sack celebration. He got up after. Now, he went to the sideline and did the nighty-night thing. Now, I've also noticed in watching some post-other stuff, I wanted to do a little research on this. He's done this on two other occasions at moments, including Washington two weeks ago, where the game appeared sealed. That could be a cave-on thing where he's you know, saying the game's to sleep. Either way, okay, I'm sure he'll learn, mature from the moment, but I think way too much has been made here in 24 hours about Kayvon Thibodeau being some kind of dirty player for doing that while Nick Foles is laying on the ground. All right, let me unpack that in two kind of sections. The first section for me, totally clean play, and Jonathan Casillas was sitting next to me in the press box when it happened. He was like rocking from the shot himself. Yeah. He's like, oh, you know, and we both looked at each other, and I said, I think he just broke his ribs. Yeah. That's what I thought immediately is that because uh, Foles had landed on the ball in the belly of his stomach, I felt for sure his ribs were broken. And if not, he probably lost all of his oxygen and was having a tremendous amount of, of issues trying to get air back into his breath. Right. So that's what I thought happened. And Jonathan said to me, yeah, he goes, I, I, that's possible. But he goes, look, they're bringing out the cart. You know, do you bring out the card for something like that? And I'm like, I don't know. So, you know, we were so glad when he got up and was helped off the walking off the field and didn't need the card. So let me just make that part of it clear. Okay. Good, the good. second part of it, I'm not one for celebrations. I never have been. I'm an old school guy. You know, Jane Brown used to say, you score a touchdown, hand the ball to the ref like you've been there before. I get it. I am very much against celebrations, especially between the goal lines. Somebody scores a touchdown and they want to do an emphatic, impromptu sign of expression, I'll live with it. I don't go for the Broadway choreographed Radio City Music Hall Rockettes dance moves and musicals that some of these players and teams do in the end zone. Okay? So I would I would already cut down on the end zone celebrations and I certainly would virtually eliminate anything other than perhaps a high five or a fist pump, anything between the goal lines. Okay. So personally, what Thibodeau did is against migraine. I don't agree with it. Um, I also don't believe that he knew Foles was so badly hurt when he was on the ground. Right. And I agree with you. I haven't asked him about it but I do think he meant that the game was put to sleep. They're not coming back. 
we're, we're locking this thing away. Right. That's my interpretation. So basically, but, if Foles wasn't hurt, you still would have been against it because you're not against them. You, you know, you're not pro the dance moves anyway. So I, I, you know, I get it. Dexter Lawrence, when he does the whole sexy Dexy jiggle, uh, you know, rocks the crowd. Personally yeah. speaking, I don't need to see that. Yeah. You know, I, Lawrence I, Taylor did. Lawrence Taylor did a fist pump. The right. greatest defensive player who has ever lived, who has ever existed in this universe, would do a fist pump after a sack. I never saw him do anything more than that. Yeah, and I can tell you the sexy Dexy thing has not worked for me in the bedroom, Paul, in the least. I have been thrown to the couch on multiple Sunday nights as I try to reenact that maneuver in my box. That's because you're not wearing a 97 to bed. Yeah, hasn't hasn't panned out. Yeah, just size 97 waist maybe. But yes, no, that has, hasn't panned out my, my way at all. And it could be worse, Paul. It could be like when Demontre Moore used to celebrate sacks down 35-3. So, I, you know. Oh, again, boy. Yeah, we've come a long way. We've come a long way. All right, before we get out of here, Paul, you were there. Any more observations, anything that we didn't get to you think is worth noting? Yeah, I, I think it is worth noting that the uh, Giants, when they made some of the moves to take some of the guys out, we got to see a little bit more of Matt Breida. Yeah. And and I'm, I'm really glad about that because, again, in the cameos that he makes, he, he's productive. He does yeah. things. And he adds, he adds he a burst. little bit. He has burst. Yeah, he's got some speed and some quicks. And, and you and I have talked all year long about stuff they've held back. We've seen a little bit of that stuff come out in the last month. They still have more held back. And yeah. maybe we'll see it in the playoffs. And Breed is a part of that. So I, I still have a, a lot of curiosity as to some of the plays and the game planning and some of the, the, uh, the formations and player deployments that we will see going forward. But Breed is another guy – Folks, just please keep an eye on him. And congratulations also to Richie James, who had seven targets and seven catches, and several of them were bullets, where yeah. he just reached up and plucked the ball right out of the air. That's a hell of a way to bounce back after that game in Minnesota. Yeah when he had two fourth-quarter drops that would have gone for first downs. And, Paul, on TV, they ran the graphic that of guys with 50 uh, you know, attempts their way, Richie James is the second-highest catch percentage, uh, which is so remarkable because all he's basically known from is dropping balls. So it's well, I have, it, I, I have the Giants as a team down for 40 drops on the season. I have four down by my video grades for Richie James. Uh, right. Two of his... Two of his drops, remember, came on special teams returns. Yeah, we don't forget them, Paul. And by the way, they'd be remembered very greatly. Uh, well, the, the Giants fumbles. Been a yes. Yeah, yeah, that drops. Fumbles. Oh, right, yes. But, 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 and I think that's the problem. You know, he gets, he gets kind of tattooed, and that is the overwhelming negative against him is that Seattle game. Take away right. that Seattle game. You know, Richie James has been very productive. And there are a lot of Giant fans calling for Richie James to be cut. You can't accept those, that, you know, those plays versus Seattle. Well, guess what? Wondell Robinson got hurt a couple weeks later, and where would this Giant team be if they did not have Richie James as their slot receiver? Or right Isaiah Hodgins on the outside. Yep, exactly. Just incredible. Well, Paul, we get to sit back this week, watch practice, see who's you know going to be banged up. <laughs> and in a weird way, boy, those Eagle fans got to sweat out Sunday. Not us. Not us. We're comfortable in our own skin. Uh, and we'll see where this goes. So the Giants are in. The Giants are in the postseason, the first year of the Brian Dable era. Incredible. You know what, Sean? Uh, there is one nerve-wracking game to watch on Sunday, 
you you really I think you want San Francisco to beat Arizona. Oh, definitely. So they, they seal up the two, and the Giants then go back to Minnesota. By the way, did you notice the Vikings lost two of their linemen yesterday in the game? Yes, they are. They're down to the third string center now. This is and be... their second string yep. right tackle. Yep. Um, I just ah, thought I'd throw it out there. Yeah. The Giants pass rush, should they have to play Minnesota in two weeks, might be going up against yeah. a very suspect line. And, you know, Justin Jefferson running free when it's Xavier McKinney and Dory Jackson could look a little different than when it's, it's McLeod dropping passes. So, I, look, that's whatever. We'll get there when we get there. But you're right. Let's go 49ers this weekend. We'll rubber <laughs> hit. By the way, Giants-Vikings, we've seen plenty of those playoff games in the past. They've gone, you know, bad ways with Chris Calloway. They've gone great yeah. ways with Kerry Collins and Ike Hilliard. So hopefully we get another classic Giants-Vikings play. Or maybe we get another 38-10 Giant win. How about that? We'll take those again, too. So hopefully okay. we have all that. All right, Paul. We could follow you all week. There's going to be a big week, big week of practice. We'll also find out the game time for the Giants as well. Where can we get you on Twitter? At Giants WFAN. You can get me at Mraz CBS. Thank you to our producer, Adam. Hey, and if you guys are listeners to the podcast, go on the WFAN YouTube page. Search Sean Morris, Paul Dettino right down there. Boom. You'll find our lovely smiling faces in all their glory with plenty of clips and the show on YouTube as well. Thank you to everybody. Enjoy your Merry Clinchmas. Just relax this week. Let the Eagle fans worry about this week. Let's go Big Blue. The playoffs are here. Thanks for taking one giant step with us.